Hey guys, welcome to Millennials at the Movies. I'm Amy. And I'm Novi, and today we are talking about the movie Heathers. Um, Emmy has seen the movie, I have seen the movie and the musical, so there will be spoilers for both. There will be no spoilers for the TV show, because it blew. Um, <laughs> a synopsis from Hulu. Heathers, Westerberg High School's elite clique of popular girls is the Heathers, comprised of the beautiful and powerful Heather Chandler, the envious Heather Duke, and the cowardly Heather McNamara. Rounding out the foursome is Veronica, who is so fed up with the Heathers and the entire peer pressure cooker that she starts running with JD, a mysterious and possibly psychotic motorcycle riding newcomer. It's streaming free on Hulu and Amazon Prime Video. The Rotten Tomatoes scores, critics give it a 93 and the audience gives it an 83. So it looks like we're in for a good one today. Wow. Those are really high ratings. I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) We'll see if it lives up to them. Let's see. Um, I also, by the way, love that the synopsis says possibly psychotic JD. Possibly. Maybe. Just a little bit. He seems normal for a couple seconds. Maybe. Um, Yeah, I love that it's this, like, weird 80s high school movie mixed with clearly a very, like, psychotic horror movie, especially towards the end. You're just like, okay, we're just going to go on murder sprees, I guess. And that's just fine it's it's fine (laughs) it's definitely a very stylized movie like Mm. it's a black comedy and the substance is a little bit iffy but it is so committed to just being such beautifully stylized yeah it i love the beginning scenes i guess the parts where we see jd looking at them in the cafeteria and watching them do all this horrible shit they're doing and they're just going around with their lunchtime polls i don't remember what the question is of the day or whatever but i just love that the whole argument between the main heather heather chandler and veronica is why do we have to keep asking the same people why can't we expand out and ask the nerds and ask the like Uh, stoner kids or whatever let's ask a bunch of the other people and they're having this weird argument um and at that point of the movie you have no clue that it's going to turn into what it's going to turn into because it does just seem like a mean girls i know it was before mean girls but that type of movie um and i i kind of love that they threw in the lunchtime polls thing because it's kind of an evil thing because it is like the popular kids are the only ones that can vote and be part of this but then they kind of do go around asking all these other kids too. So it's very high school. Yeah, I think it was great because it was so high school just in the way of like, this is so important. We have to go around asking the question about how what people would do with publishers clearing house money if aliens blew up the <laughs> earth. It's that very like, this is so important because we're in high school. And then everyone who's like 25 looks at you like you're a fucking moron for thinking that was so important. Yeah. I just that, love the way they started the movie, though, with that and even with her dream of the croquet. Yeah. It really gave us an idea of the very rich, privileged, like, wealthy, beautiful, like, upper classity mm-hmm. Heather's mentality. So you knew who these people were within a very short amount of time. Just the action of it being croquet and the way they dress and the way they speak to each other. Yeah. I think we see a couple of dreams, right, from her um, throughout the movie. And they're always just so, so, like, what, 
the hell's wrong with you kind of dreams and yeah. they're great they're, um, and I think they do it in a way where you're like wait is this a dream is this reality because they both start off pretty normal and you think it's really just part of the movie and then you're like oh okay it's not it's she's just having a weird dream okay got it it takes a second to kind of catch on to that well, and it's very different in the musical because the way that it starts out, she is not friends with the Heathers yet at all. Oh. And she is bullied and she just really wants to get out of that. And essentially, she makes a deal with the main Heather, Heather Chandler, that if she can be seen with the Heathers, and th- which would therefore stop her from being bullied, she would help them with things like forge doctor's notes and field trip permission slips and uh, get them out of detention, things like that. So it really was kind of a working relationship. So Mm -hmm. in the movie, she bullies this girl. She doesn't necessarily want to, but she just does it. And you don't understand why in the musical. Why is because when she said, I don't really want to do this because that girl was her friend's the Heathers basically said, if you don't do this, you're out and you're back to being what you were before. And she was so terrified of that, that it made her bully the person. And that makes so much more sense. It really does. And now knowing that, cause I had no idea. Um, I wish that they had done that in the movie too. It wouldn't have taken that long for them to have just included a scene where she was being bullied and then the agreement was there. I mean, you kind of assume that that's probably the case. That probably was what was happening, but it's just an assumption. You don't actually get to see it. So it might've changed my views of Veronica if I had seen, you know, what her life was like when she was being bullied. It wouldn't have excused what she did, but I would have kind of understand it. Yeah. (laughs) I would have at least understood her a little bit better. I think is what I mean. (laughs) Right. we're going to have to talk about JD because oh yeah he they couldn't write him today in the time of school shootings no but in the 80s they could write him <laughs> and in the 80s he was sexy <laughs> he was i think when you first got me to watch the movie originally the very first time i ever watched it because i had never seen it until you told me about it and i was just like okay i think i can keep watching this movie because he's pretty hot <laughs> that was like my selling point for the movie it wasn't the storyline um and we'll get into this a little bit further but i hated pretty much all the other main characters um and then rewatching it now, I was just like, oh my gosh, he is the worst character. He's such a bad person, but well, he's still sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and the way Christian Slater delivers the lines is just so great. The kind of like dry, low energy, and then you see him get more and more manic and high energy as he descends. Mm-hmm. It was really well done. And it really brought you into him, even though his motivations are not very well explored. Yeah, I I do wish we got a little bit more. We get a little backstory on him. Is it different in the musical for him? Do they give you a little more backstory there or no? In the musical, it's pretty much the same where his mother uh, kills herself and he blames his father for it subtly and he has a very bad relationship with his father Mm. um he has been to the point where he's shut down his emotions pretty much completely because feeling hurts and veronica wakes that up in him and 
And their relationship in the movie itself never really seems like it's real. Hmm. He hates her at the beginning. He's attracted to her, but he sees her bully that girl. And then he just kind of shrugs at her like, what do you want me to do about it? You're the bitch. (laughs) And she always seems kind of physically attracted to him, but also like she's always got something better to do. Yeah. In the musical, there is attraction right away. He sees that she is just going with it to keep herself safe. And she sees him because she is so on this precipice of turning into someone she doesn't like. She sees him as someone who can see the real her. And in the end, she is the one who goes to him and makes the move in a very dramatic way um (laughs) as in she breaks into his bedroom and says i'm sorry but i didn't mean to wake you but i decided i must ride you till i break you so nice (laughs) yeah hey that would have been better than what we saw between them like you said the i didn't really see like sure there was physical attraction there but i didn't see the chemistry there and then suddenly there there's that scene where he came over and they're outside and their clothes are just like all over the place and clearly they've just had sex and you're just like "Hmm, okay I didn't think that was gonna just happen without really anything leading up to it because I think the only thing that led up to it was I believe when they were gonna go um Veronica and the the main Heather Chandler um were gonna go to the party the college party and then they stopped for snacks and then he they he was at the same place and they had that conversation right I think that was before Yes, it was. Yeah, so I think that was, like, the only thing, except for their little back and forth in the cafeteria that we see between them before they hook up. And I was just like, hmm, okay. I didn't see that happening without a little bit more between them. Um, It wasn't like it was, I didn't believe that they would. Clearly, they were attracted to each each other. Clearly, they wanted to fuck. But I did just thought there'd be more buildup to it, I guess. I mean, clearly the benefit that a musical has is they have more time to explore. And also every song is literally just someone standing there going, these are my feelings, take my feelings. (laughs) So even that scene in the convenience store, he tells her about his relationship with his dad. He tells her that instead of killing himself or doing cocaine, he just drinks slushies until he gets brain freeze and doesn't have to feel anything. Hmm. And... It really feels like they're getting to know each other, which is something that was missing from the movie. But then you don't really get to know anyone in the movie. So, (laughs) yeah, I feel like this is one of those movies where it doesn't matter. You don't need the backstory because it's not meant to be a movie that's taken seriously or where you're supposed to necessarily relate to any of the characters. Because I feel like if you relate to any of the characters, especially the main ones, you maybe get some help. Because <laughs> um, they're all horrible, and all we see is their horrible sides. We don't see their good sides, not really. And I'm going to get into that in later on when we're when we're talking about some other stuff that we liked. But um, yeah, I I think I think their relationship was good for a little while when we see them kind of going crazy together. Um, I mean, obviously he was already a little crazy, but he brings that out of her. And I'm going to go ahead and say this already. I really don't like Veronica. I think she is my most hated character. And that's why I was saying the musical might have made me go, okay, I don't hate her quite as much. But based on the movie, she's the one I like least. 
he might bring the murder out of her, mm. but she is known to get violent when she's angry. She, like Heather uh, Duke, says some things that she doesn't like, and she tries to slap her multiple times. Yeah. She yells, she hits, she she shot someone. And as much as she likes to say, oh, it's JD's fault, it's Heather's fault, it's the other Heather's fault, in the end, she shot a person with a gun in her hands, knowing that those bullets were real. And exactly. you can't take away the fact that she did that. And she, ne- I feel like the problem with Veronica in the movie is that she never takes any ownership of what she's done. She bullies people just as much as the Heathers. Yep. She might not have meant to kill Kurt. Uh, what do you call? Uh, she might have meant to kill Heather. And mm. she also might not have meant to kill, I believe, uh, Ram. Mm-hmm. But she shot Kurt. Yeah. And she, she, she never... Just- Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> she never sits there and says, I did this. I should feel bad about it. I did this. It's JD did this. Yeah. Heather, Heather. In the musical, she takes full responsibility for it. You can see her guilt. You can see her get worse in her guilt. She tries to convince JD to stop with her and just ha- have a normal relationship and be a normal couple. And in the end, she says the only people who deserve to die are me and him and no one else because hmm. we didn't give them a chance to grow up and grow out of this and get better. And in the movie, she's just a complete ragdoll. She takes no responsibility for anything. And yet she is always whining that no one treats her like an adult. Yeah, that that um, scene where she says that to her parents, where she's just like, all we want is to be treated like adults and blah, blah, blah. I, I think the mom, like what she says, and I don't know the exact wording, but something along the lines of every time a teenager complains about not being treated like an adult and just wanting to be treated like an adult, it's because they were treated like an adult. Like, what do you think it's like to be an that's, actual adult? It's beautiful. I love that speech. That's my favorite quote from the whole movie. Oh, shoot. I ruined it for you. <laughs> You it's just got there early. so good it's just so good though because i mean and it's i think it's because we are adults we're watching the movie and we're so we get it because we're seeing it from her perspective more than the like teenage high school kids perspective um like if we said that to a 17 year old or 16 year old now they'd be like you don't know what you're talking about i wish i was an adult and i wish you would just treat me like an adult but like as adults we know that sounds such a like such a fake word now adult sounds wrong um but it just you it hit home for me I was just like yep that's why I just want to just slap her and tell her to just stop just stop everything just sit down and wait and things will get better (laughs) you know well and she actually does what I consider to be two of the worst things in the movie um Veronica does yes okay um, I don't know if you remember this, but after she has that fight with Heather Duke, where she tries to hit her, mm-hmm. she goes to JD and encourages him to kill her. And then immediately when he agrees, she pulls away and hits him and says, I know you haven't changed. You're awful. If you know that somebody has a mental problem like that, you don't poke the bear. Yeah, I do remember that. Something about I want to slit her wrists or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't load the gun, give it to someone and then say, "Well, I didn't have anything to do with it." Yeah. But worse than that, 
she went on that double date with uh, Heather McNamara and Kurt and Ram. Mm -hmm. And Kurt and Ram get drunk in tip cows and she's walking away. And as she's walking away, you can see in the entirety of that scene that Heather is on her back on the ground struggling to get away from her date. And he's on top of her, holding her down, forcing her to have sex with him. Yeah. And she's literally walking away while someone that she considers a friend is being raped on the ground. Mm-hmm. And as a scene, it's very powerful. As a character moment, I think it makes her worse than any that we've seen outside of maybe JD, who killed more people. But there's an amount of heartlessness in that that is just striking. Yeah. And I, I actually wrote that down as something I wanted to mention too, as part of why I dislike Veronica, because yeah, like, okay, first of all, these guys are drunk. You went out with them. Sure. You did it as a favor to the Heather, but that doesn't mean that just cause you didn't want to be there. First of all, if you really, really didn't want to be there, you could have just said no and not gone. But if you are there and this is a girl that's supposed to be your friend and yeah, she's on the ground getting raped in like, right. You can see her. She's right there. And all you're doing is trying to get away from that. And then she leaves with JD. He shows up and they leave together and she doesn't care that the heather is stuck here with one guy who's trying to rape her possibly another one that might do the same because why the fuck not his day left right and then also they're drunk how do you think she's gonna get home like what do you think is gonna happen to this poor girl and you're just walking away from it it's no big deal i'm gonna go off with jd because I don't give a shit about anyone but myself, you know? And it, yeah, you're right. It was one of those scenes where you're just like, wow, I already thought you were horrible. And now I think you're the worst. She's very selfish. She's so whiny. I think there was, there was a point where she says, I wonder if this is going to affect my SAT scores. And I think it's after uh, they kill Heather Chandler, the main Heather. She says that, I think, in the room with JD, with the body still there, or something along the lines of around the time that she was already dead. Heather Chandler's death in the movie was such a great moment, though. One of those... This movie really is great with the way it does the stylistic, the way it shoots the scenes. Mm. Her body crashing through the glass table and it just (laughs) shattering beneath her is an incredible visual scene. Yeah, I agree. I think that one was my favorite because then the the guys. Um, okay, I love the whole thing they did with the note that they wrote, the suicide note that they wrote with them. I thought it was funny, which is probably not <laughs> a good thing for me. That I thought it was funny that they were like, we didn't think the world could accept our homosexual love, so we went ahead and killed ourselves. And it's horrible. Obviously, the whole movie is horrible. But um, I did like the note, and I like the idea behind that. But um, the like, as far as the visuals go, yeah, the um, Heather Chandler scene was perfect especially because she's like choking and she's like grabbing at her throat and she's like overacting which was like on purpose i hope it was on purpose because it felt on purpose and then just crashing into the glass yeah it was awesome my favorite visual was her dream of heather duke's funeral (laughs) where heather is lying in a coffin surrounded by 
Easter grass and shiny bell peppers, and the entire <laughs> congregation is wearing the robes and the 3D glasses yeah. and the black armbands, and the preacher <laughs> is dressed in like African garb with these <laughs> necklaces. It's so surreal, mm-hmm. and just the visual of it is that's what this movie is best at. It's kind of all style, no substance. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they also I feel like the parents were some of my most favorite underrated parts of the movie, not just hers, but also the um, JD's dad. I love the thing between JD and his dad. I know it was supposed to be a representation of look how fucked up their relationship is, but the like reverse way they speak to each other, like JD saying, Hey son, uh, you need ho- help with your homework or whatever. And then the dad responding as the son. I thought it was great. I thought it was, it showed you kind of immediately how crazy he was before we even really knew him. Well, JD, um, and then seeing that, well, look at his dad, look at the way that he views the world, because we see the way that he talks to him in front of Veronica and just his attitude towards, I feel like, everybody in the world. Um, it's very clear immediately. And then so you're like, OK, so he has a fucked up home life. I think we learn about the mom a little bit later on, but um, clearly his relationship was with his dad is very strange um and i love the way they showed it they didn't have to tell us like his dad is kind of a piece of shit you know they showed it to us and they didn't have to tell us that jd was obviously mentally unwell because you can see it in the way that even they speak to each other that's true and they did a very good job with that but there is one thing they added in the musical that really rounded jd out as an understandable character and not just as this horror movie monster Mm. veronica realizes at at some point that jd only kills people who are bullying her and that make her cry and she makes the connection that jd had felt powerless to save his mother when she was depressed from Mm. her from his father who was bullying his wife oh and so his attachment to Veronica and her being the only person that he feels love for now anyone that hurts her he immediately just wants to murder because he feels like he's protecting her and it brings something to him that they didn't want brought to him in the movie which was kind of a I get you now you weren't supposed to relate to him he wasn't supposed to be someone you understood the motivations of he was supposed to be the bad guy yeah I don't know. I feel it's weird, though, because, like, I know that they wanted him to be the bad guy in the movie. And while we didn't have all of that from the musical, I still didn't feel like he was the bad, like the bad guy of the movie. I not to say that what he was was doing wasn't insane and horrible, um, but it was definitely like this kid has problems there's something wrong with him and nobody is helping him nobody's noticing it even veronica like hey why don't you go to an adult when you realize this guy is trying to go around killing people because she didn't want to get in trouble yeah i guess that makes sense too but like she's he's about to blow up the school i i think you can stand a little trouble to save an entire school you know yeah 
But in the musical, while they're fucking for the first time, she tells him to make the whole town disappear. And I guess he takes it too literally. I feel like he takes everything a little too literally. (laughs) But their relationship in the musical really hits because even as he's setting up the bombs in the basement, she's trying to reason with him and ask him to leave with her. And he won't. He's too far gone. But she still hadn't given up on him at that point. And that brought a lot of depth to their relationship. Mm. And it made me feel them more as a couple rather than just as a, okay, we need them to be dating so he can start killing people. So we're going to say they're dating now. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like probably because of the constraints of time, like you had mentioned earlier of a movie, like it just, they were just like, okay, this is happening. People will buy it they're the main stars of the movie. So clearly they're going to be fucking <laughs> there. Um, also one more thing about the parents, Veronica's parents, when she sits down, like, and they do this multiple times with multiple different props where the dad will be like, somebody uh, remind me why I'm doing whatever it is that he's doing. And she's just like, cause you're an idiot. And he just goes, Oh, that's right. Or whatever. Something like you that. too. Yeah. <laughs> And then the whole um, gray pate, but I got a motor if I'm going to make it to that funeral or that party or whatever. I I loved the repeat. And they do that a lot with a lot of different things. But I think the the stuff with the parents was best. And I love, by the way, how dry her parents were and how they didn't take anything too seriously. Like they were just looking at it going teenagers you know like no matter what was happening, was like oh teenagers they're just going around killing themselves how awful these ridiculous teenagers you know it's like you're watching your daughter's best friends die one at a time or like almost die at least and your reaction is just a head shake you know (laughs) well their parents were funny but i thought the school in administrators were funny when they were just sitting around the table after heather chandler's death smoking and one of them's like oh heather's vocabulary in this suicide note was incredible and then the principal was like ah damn it wasn't the cheerleader i could have taken off a whole day for a cheerleader (laughs) yep i think it's a really good representation and i'm speaking as a freaking teacher so i probably shouldn't be saying this but it's a really good representation of like how disconnected some teachers and staff at certain schools can be because like it's almost like you have to you know what I mean and I'm not saying that if you know kids were had ended up killing themselves at school that's how they would react because obviously it's dramatized but you know you hear about things that happen at schools and you're like oh how did the you know the staff react and then it's just like well they it wasn't really a big deal because you hear so much when you're constantly there with the kids, you know, and as awful as it is, if you don't numb yourself to a certain degree, like you are going to lose your mind. You're not going to be able to handle the job, you know? And I think they took that, the reality and they, they just turned it into this ridiculous meeting that they were having. But yeah, as a teacher, I can say that's kind of what it feels like sometimes where you're like, really, this is what we're focusing on? The issues that happened, like instead of focusing on how to help the kids or like what to do to help other kids or whatever, we're like sitting here and going, okay, almost to a political sense, like how do we handle this so our school doesn't get a bad you know, name or whatever? And they did a good job of that, especially in the 80s. They did. <laughs> um, now... 
The only other adults we could really talk about this are Kurt and Ram, who are 35. <laughs> oh, man. They're so the old. The 80s were so ridiculous. I feel like the 90s, too, but they were so ridiculous about casting these so-called teens in school and then they were like at least 25 most of the time (laughs) yeah but like in the movie Grease all the cast were older than they were playing a couple of them were in their late 20s early 30s but they were all kind of around similar ages Mm. I feel like everybody else in this movie looked similarly aged except those two who were 35 (laughs) it's like are you just trying to point out that maybe they've flunked a lot or is this just the people that you got because he's they're so old they're they so are. very old yeah i think one more than the other one because one yeah I, I can't remember the difference between their names i'm sorry i think it's ram the one that's a little shorter the like more dumb one i guess the one that wants to go beat up jd and then the other one's like oh we're seniors we can't do that like <laughs> it's too childish or whatever um well the one who looks older looks like Sterling Scott from I Think I Do. And his whole storyline is that he's lying about his age because he's so old. <laughs> Maybe they were lying about their age because they wanted to be around all the hot high school kids. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> it wouldn't be out of character. They are the worst. Yeah, they really are. There's either, I don't think there's anything we can say at the end of it. I think the only... Um, part of it that got me with their death or deaths was when the dad was like I love my homosexual son or whatever at the funeral I was like oh this poor man I feel so bad for him and then I think one of their sisters is at the funeral and turns around and looks at Veronica because she's laughing those were the only things that about their death that made me go oh no I wish they hadn't died you know but they were awful people I hated them JD was right. Imagine what he'd say with a limp wrist with a pulse in it. Like, if (laughs) that wasn't a live son, he would have not as loved his gay alive son. No. Those two in the musical are still uh, the date rapiest of date rapers. Mm. Um, But in a funny way. um, (laughs) Oh, yes. You know, the funny way people are date rapists. The cow tipping scene is turned into Heather's Duke and McNamara on a date in a graveyard with Kurt and Ram. They call Veronica and say they need her help. She comes and McNamara says, well, I called you because they said they would leave us alone if you showed up. So they get in the car and lock her out while drunk Kurt and Ram try and force themselves upon her but they sing a song about how blue their balls are complete with a dance um they were they uh compare them to warm blankets sleepy kittens um they suggest you should take them home to meet your parents and of course there is a humping toward each other while going good god my balls and it adds something to them that makes them more than just like 35 year old date rapists and <laughs> letter jackets. Yeah. Not likable yeah. things, but thanks. you know, now I want to watch the musical. I think that's, that's the scene from the musical that I needed to make me go. Yep. I'm in. <laughs> well, my favorite moment from the musical was, uh, when Veronica shows up at the graveyard and, 
she's talking to Heather, and she basically goes, so you brought me here. So you avoid a date rape by volunteering me for date rape. And then Heather responds, God, you make it sound ugly. <laughs> How dare she? Yeah. I, I do love, though, kind of, I guess, related to that um, in the movie, um, the way Veronica kind of lures the guys to the forest um, in order to kill them, although she doesn't know they're going to kill them, I guess. I don't believe that she doesn't know they're going to kill them. I also don't believe that she... Okay, I'm going to talk about multiple things. I'm going um, back and forth, but I'm going to finish what I was going to say first. Um, when she lures them out there, I love the way she does it and how stupid they are because she's like, oh, I made circles in the ground for each of you. Why don't you stand here and you stand there and start getting naked? And they're like, oh, what about you? And she's like, I was thinking you could rip my clothes off for me, sport, or whatever. And she's just like, why are you boys so stupid? Now you're just standing here in the forest in your undies. Just the two of you. Cool. Well, I would get it if the circles were close to each other, but it's like she's not blowing you that far yeah. away. Maybe they were just like, oh, she thought her dicks are so big, man. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, I drew these X's in the dirt. Stand on the X's. I promise there are no anvils about to fall on your head. Yeah, right? They're the dumbest of dumb. Um, I was just mentioning the other scene, though. I want to go back to the Heather uh, Chandler death scene where they are. She wants to put together a drink that will make her like vomit. And then um, JD is putting together. What is she he even pouring? The, what is the blue stuff he's pouring? Drink in? cleaner. Yes, drink cleaner. He's pouring drink cleaner in a cup. And these cups are exactly the same. However, one of them already has a lid on it and the other one doesn't have a lid on it. I think she puts the lid on the one that she's going to take. Uh, or no, there is no lid on the one she's going to take. He puts a lid on the one with the drain cleaner on it, in it. And she, like, grabs that one, doesn't check to make sure she grabbed the right drink, and just walks off without saying anything else. And he kind of goes, uh, Veronica, and then goes, nope, never mind, because you took it, and that's fine, because, like... You would think that if this guy just poured drain cleaner and you're like, okay, he's crazy. He wants to kill her. We're not going to kill her. You would check the drink to make sure you don't accidentally grab the wrong one. You know what I mean? I think I would have checked it five times before I handed it to my friend or friend of me. Um, so I, I have a hard time believing she, at any point, didn't want to kill them. I will give her plausible deniability on Heather because she didn't know JD was nuts yet. He hadn't done anything so far that would make her think he was. Maybe mm. he was just joking about the drain cleaner. Sure. Um, the issue with me is when she's with Kurt and Ram, Ram has been sh shot. He's laying on the ground. Mm. I think it's Ram. Whichever. They're what? interchangeable. Yeah. Um, one of <laughs> them is laying on the ground. Points. Go ahead. <laughs> and JD is chasing down the other one. She she goes to the body, even if she did think they were tranquilizer bullets, which is stupid. Mm. She went over. She said his name. She touched him. She shook him. She saw the blood in the leaves. And then when the other one came, she shot him. Yeah. So at the very least, she had to know with that one particular death at her hands that she was killing this person. And she right. did it. And people will say, oh, well, JD told her to do it. It's like, oh, so what? Yeah. And 
I think that's the whole thing with Veronica that makes her the one I like least. Because even when Heather Duke um, starts to be like Queen Bee of the school after the other Heather dies, um, there's that scene where Veronica asks her why she has to be so horrible, basically. Like, why do you have to be such a bitch? And she says, because I can. So at least they're... They know they're horrible people and they're continuing to be horrible because they're just like, yeah, that's what like that's what this school is like. There's always one person who's the like bitchiest bitch and it's my turn to be that person, you know, and not to excuse them. That doesn't mean they should have continued to be bitches, but um, they know they're horrible. They don't at any point act like they're not. They don't act innocent or kind or anything like that. They take ownership for it. And I at least have respect in that way for them, I guess. Whereas Veronica is just like, no, but I'm a good person. It's like, no, you're a Heather as much as the other Heathers are. And can I just say Shannon Doherty was so good at that role of being like the cowardly cowering sidekick and then just strep- stepping into queen bitch. Yep. I love like the day they're back at school after Heather Chandler's death she's sitting in the locker room eating chicken from a bucket i love that scene i thought i loved it she's at the funeral like i I thought it was bad for praying that she would die but now i understand that you liked it (laughs) yeah you're on my side yeah (laughs) yeah she did a great job i in general am not the biggest fan of shannon doherty i did used to watch 90210 a little bit and i think because of that character i just hated her and um as far as an actress though she did such a good job in that she did um i'll also since we're talking about all the heathers i hated heather chandler too she was awful at least she was funny sometimes though um but she was so good in the musical really Uh, she was also just like she owned her bitchiness so much Mm. and just like the most iconic way she had this great loud voice and it it wasn't as 80s and proper she was just walking around calling people bitches it's like what it's time to prove you're not a pussy send the note Um, (laughs) and when they died her and kurt and ram they all came back as hallucinations in her greek chorus to mock her Mm. and after heather's death veronica is hallucinating her at her own like tribute that they're having this whole will reading like oh heather understands me heather was so deep and she's over there screaming i'm bigger than john lennon (laughs) it's just like oh my god (laughs) that's awesome yeah okay fine you've sold me on the damn musical um i'm selling everyone on the damn musical am i I think it's working if it's working on me um it's probably working on everyone well uh, info is it viewable somewhere did we talk about did you already Um, that and i blocked you out (laughs) if you search for it you will find it but it's not viewable anywhere officially okay well, you heard it here. Do what I'm going to do. Search until you find it. Um, I do want to mention really quickly about the other, the cheerleader, Heather. Um, I know that she's part of the bullying, but they all are. And she has like the smallest role in it, I think. She just kind of like stands there and giggles about it all. Right? Or is she the one that slips the note to... Um, 
I don't remember her name. She is the one who slips the note. Okay, she's Martha the one who slips Martha, right. Um, okay, so she does have a role in it. But I feel like we get to... See, I think she's the only one we get to see a little bit of the she's not just this horrible person and, like, why is she acting this way kind of a thing when she tries to kill herself. Uh, or before that, even when she calls that stupid radio show... That guy was such a dick. Um, but that radio show that she calls as Tweety, and she's like saying how she feels like she's cursed because the guy that she had sex with killed himself the next day, and um, she's failing math, I think she says, or something like that. And But we do get to kind of see her vulnerable side, which I don't think we see of any other character in the entire movie. Um, and I felt really bad for her in that scene in the bathroom where she tried to kill herself. And then we get to see her as an actual teenager when Veronica com- comes in there and stops her. And they're just sitting there on the ground. And Veronica talks her out of killing herself. And she goes, can we just skip the rest of the school day and just go shopping for shoes or something stupid like that? And I love that because it made me like her most out of all the Heathers. Heather McNamara in the musical is actually an interesting one because she is still... Uh, the least uh, present of the Heathers, but she has a whole song about how she's constantly anxious and she's afraid that if she says the wrong thing or wears the wrong outfit, she's just going to get thrown out and she's not going to have any idea what to do with herself at that point. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like even though they didn't necessarily tell us that or even really show it, and maybe this is just because the actress did a good job with the role, I could tell that. She was just, she seemed terrified constantly. She seemed like she was like, I have to be cool. Otherwise, there's nothing left in my life. Like, there's literally nothing else in my life. Just this, so. And and just seeing her try and handful, down a handful of pills. Yeah. Was a powerful moment in the movie. It was. And the stupid teacher, the adults in this movie are so fucking bad. The teacher's just like, where is she going? And then Veronica leaves. Now, where is she going? It's like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think my quotes are so uh, random, I guess. They're not really powerful in any way. They're not anything that's just like, oh, remember when so-and-so was doing this thing and they said this thing and then blah, blah, blah. It was just like, no, they're just horrible quotes and they're great and I use them all the time. Um, and then, hey, fun fact from me, and I didn't figure out what it was that he was doing, but Brendan Urie from Panic at the Disco was the first person that introduced me to one of my favorite quotes and maybe that's why it's still my favorite quote. Uh, but Heather... Um, Chandler says, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. And I love that. And he sang that to the tune of some other song at some point, probably like 10 years ago. (laughs) So, uh, and I had no idea what Heather's was at the time. I had no idea he was referencing a movie. And then when I watched the movie, I was like, oh shit, that's what he was doing. So that's one. Uh, And then you know this better than anyone. Greetings and salutations. I enjoy that greatly. And I say that a lot. (laughs) He had a lot of quotes that weren't great. They were just so dry that the way he delivered it, like, our love is God, come on, I'll buy you a slushie. It's not <laughs> yeah. a great quote at all, but it's no. so good the way he says it. Also, Eskimo. The Eskimo. way that, that preacher just yeah. goes, Eskimo. Yeah, he did such a good job. I don't know who that actor is, but he did such a great <sighs> job with that role. 
Don't quote me on this, but I think he's the same guy that was in Beetlejuice. If he's not, he should have been. He's basically the same guy. <laughs> then he probably was. Same time period. There's a, there's a lot of quotable movies in this, and I think that the quotable lines are probably a big part of what helped me decide on my final rating. What was your final rating? It's so low now that I know they gave it like 80 and 70 or whatever it was. Um, I only gave it 68. I think the, the movie itself, like the storyline is just so ridiculous. And although, I, you know, I, I do love the way they combine, like I was saying, the horror film with um, high school uh, angst movie, basically. Um, they did a good job with that. But I think if it weren't for the lines and probably if it weren't for JD or Christian Slater, um, I probably would have hated the movie. Yeah, I can kind of agree. I gave it a 65. I mean, it's a very 80s quotable movie, but the movie itself is a Heather. It's all style, but there's nothing beneath it. It's very shallow. Nice. I like that. The way you said that was beautiful. (laughs) The musical is a 95 because Mm. it's just as quotable, but it fixes the things that were wrong with the movie. Out of curiosity, when was the musical made? About, like, what? (sighs) In the last 20 years. Okay. That might be why it's better. It's probably less than 10 years old. I just don't know exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, the... Good thing is that rewatching this and talking about it has made me... I think you've told me things about the musical in the past. I'm sure you have. Um, but now, actually listening to you instead of ignoring all the shit you say about musicals, um, <laughs> I've actually been pretty convinced I think I'm going to try and go watch it. And uh, maybe maybe I'll post about it at some point. You should. I'd love to hear what you think. Yeah, I'll give it my own rating if I get a chance to actually watch the whole thing. Awesome. One more thing I really loved about it, the scene where Veronica and JD are in the car right after they kill Kurt and Ram, and she burns her hand with the lighter, oh, and he lights his cigarette on yep. her hands. Yep. Like, that's the kind of movie this is. If I had one scene where I had to explain <laughs> to you, this is this movie, that's what I would send you. I would then add to that, though, the final scene, or one of the final scenes after he like blows up blows himself up um and then she's just standing there with a cigarette in her mouth and it's lit now because he blew up like we don't see fire or anything but now her cigarette is lit and i think that goes hand in hand with this um the lighter scene it it does it's (laughs) badass yep okay guys come back next time we're doing evolution from 2001 starring david duchovny and make sure you check us out on social media. We're on Instagram at Millennials at the Movies and Twitter, Millennials ATM. And my personal Twitter account is Ami, that's A M I underscore movies. And mine is Cantaloupe underscore eyes like the fruit. See ya. Bye.